The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Their double fried chicken sandwiches at Fry the Coop can make you have feelings, intense feelings. The spicy butter one will make you feel happiness. Yeah, that's right, happiness. Fry the Coop, the best chicken sandwiches ever. And now the Black and Abdallah podcast. A lack of lollygagging. Thank you, Lynn Casper. It's Black and Abdallah here. Usually six day, weeknights, ESPN 1000. Tonight, we have to fit a two-hour show into one hour. Hmm. We're on until 8 o'clock, Abdallah. We have a lot to get to tonight in the Two show. Four we will... hours of a one-hour bed. What is that? You know what it is. <laughs> just keep going. God, that's just... That, that, <laughs> that's trauma right there. <laughs> Black and Abdallah, weeknights, six to eight. Uh, we have a lot to get to tonight. Fat Jack will join us. Chauncey with his animal picks. He'll join the show. We have a song of the night. We owe you a song of the night. We'll Me get too. to that uh, this evening. You should do song of the night on Bears Weekly. Yeah, well, yeah, I would like to hear uh, what Jeff and Tom want to pick for the song of the night. I think that would be fun. It's just bear down, Chicago Bears. <laughs> I, I do think uh, we need to get to this. Before we get to some uh, Bears conversation, you can join us at 312-332-3776. Is tonight the last night? Yeah. I just want to ask. Yeah. Like, can we just be real about this? Is tonight the last night of this great Taylor Swift NFL mashup? Because her movie comes out tonight. It's released in theaters. The marketing campaign is over because the film is hitting theaters this weekend. Yeah. Uh, now, Thursday Night Football, Broncos, Chiefs, Travis Kelsey set to play this evening in about 15 minutes. Is is tonight going to be the last stand for the, the swiftiness in the NFL becoming one? Yes. Or is this going is this going to be no, a, a national you, nightmare for the entire football season? No, no, no. This is it. I'll tell you why, okay? One her movie comes out, right? Yeah. Her movie comes out. It came out yesterday. Uh, it technically releases to the public tonight. By the way, they just showed her on the podcast. Of course they did. Of course they did. I've seen all the tweets. She's already there. We knew she was going to be yeah. there tonight. The movie comes out. Everyone's going to, you know, go see it if you got tickets if, if that's what you're into. But I will say, would you see it? Um, yeah, I, I like I like concert movies, so I yeah, would I would. watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to the theater. I'm, to I'm see upset it. that I didn't go when it was like I was never going to pay those prices. But like, I would have liked to seen her when she was here. My wife did. I know, I know. Well, she got tickets day of. Yeah, but she did not pay those prices. They're pretty she close. paid a price. I saw the price. She paid a price, but not those she was on the floor. prices. She was right in front of Mama. Um, yeah, Swift. Yeah, but not those prices. They were they were expensive. I'll tell you so that much. She's in about three weeks. Her uh, international tour kicks off in Argentina. Ah, so she won't be she on won't this be continent. Here. She won't be here. She'll be elsewhere. Yeah. Parts unknown. November. Well, I'm very known actually because it's it's listed on her website. But uh, to football fans, what are they going to do for these broadcasts? November 9th through what will 11th. They talk about Abdallah? She's in Buenos Aires now. I did. Uh, I did look. Yeah. Any crossover with maybe the holidays? Well, the holidays, she's off for the entire month of December and January. What about the playoffs? The problem is, I think she's busy Super Bowl weekend. Where's she at? When's the Super Bowl? February? Yeah, but when? Like the second week? The second week. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking. February, February 11th? Okay. All right. Now, obviously, she's got the money. On Saturday, February 10th, she plays in Tokyo. But then is off until February 16th. Mm, so she technically, could make a trip. she could pop on that PJ yeah. and get back from Tokyo for a game in Vegas at the Super Bowl should the Chiefs make it there. All right. 
Well, I'm glad that we covered this. I'm glad you know, we did, uh, too. Chiefs and Broncos, Thursday night football tonight. The only thing people seem in the media yeah. to, to care about is that Taylor Swift attends football games now and that she may or may not be dating Travis Kelsey, which may or may not be related to her movie coming out uh, this weekend. So you know I just wanted I to make sure this? that we cover it because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there will be football played uh, tonight. But... Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance. I can't decide whether or not Al Michaels is loving this or hating this. Like, he seems, he could be, like, Al Michaels is a phenomenally nice guy. I've talked to him a bunch of times before he's come on with uh, Waddle and Sylvie. Is he okay doing the games this year? I know yeah, he had a well, he problem had a, with the last year. He had a great game last, last week with the no, Bears know, game. But, but in the past, he's had a problem with the, the games that yeah. he's calling, uh, the high-priced games been, that he's they've calling. They've been decent this he's year, okay I think. With so, it now? Yeah, the matchups haven't been good, but I feel like I'm the glad. games have been closer. Good for him. Um, so I feel like uh, I, I feel like he could be the old curmudgeon and be like, "Well, we got to show Taylor Swift; she's here, ladies and gentlemen." Or he could like he's not going to drop lines, but he could. I feel like he could really buy into it if the game is bad. Like this is a ten and a half point spread tonight between the Broncos and the Chiefs. If it gets bad, he's going to lean into it. I think he has to interview her. I think he should great. go to her box. That he should have to go to Mama Kelsey's box interview taylor swift so the bears and the vikings uh this sunday don't you want to see al the on reporter, the lakefront asking taylor about her her team the kansas city chiefs mm-hmm. all right i just want to make sure In that we covered that tonight. box no yeah the kelsey box the mama kelsey box is I she gonna al be there with be mama there. kelsey or did mama kelsey is mama kelsey like not again <laughs> she might not not again <laughs> she, she would not shut up i mean it, during it, the game it's a lot it was a lot very soon for the two of them to be hanging out like that that quickly. <laughs> I do want to ask you about this. Uh, it is kind of in relation to the Broncos who play the Chiefs tonight, but also with the Bears. Do you see the story that the Broncos plan to move on from Frank Clark via a trade or by releasing the defensive end? Now, in the offseason, Frank Clark was one of the names we kind of looked at yeah. and said, mm-hmm. hey, maybe the Bears should look into signing Frank Clark. And then he signed with a rival because he was with Kansas City before he signs with the Broncos. And now the Broncos season seems to be going upside down. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Bears should necessarily trade for Frank Clark. But if he's outright released by the Broncos, shouldn't Ryan Poles look into bringing in another piece to help to the defensive line, defensive edge? Yeah. Isn't that someone that could help the Bears in this season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's only... 30 years old he's 30 he just he turned 30 in june um he's played in two games he's got two tackles uh yeah sure i mean the broncos and clark agreed to restructure the deal on wednesday giving back 1.6 million guaranteed uh perhaps to make the contract a more attractive contract on the trade market I, I think that that's I don't think a he's going to make a huge difference. I mean, he had five sacks last year, four and a half the year before, he's six sacks, eight sacks. Like he's his sack totals have been going down since the thirteen sack year for Seattle in twenty eighteen. My my point is, it, it's not like the Bears are just flush with all this talent off the edge. Yeah, couldn't you add an additional piece? Why is he to listed the group? as a linebacker for Denver? Well, I mean, I think it may be based on, like, the formation they play, perhaps. Maybe. He's an edge rusher. That's I know what he is. is. I know he is. But if you look at his pro football reference page, it says edge, 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 linebacker. Maybe Iberflus thinks he's a linebacker. <laughs> oh. for him. Maybe the, uh, the Bears should look into uh, Frank Clark. I think that that's a possible option as we kind of look ahead. If we look at the Bears injury report, 
heading into this Vikings game. When you look at it, Abdallah, and you see the Bears in the secondary starting to get some guys back, I think it's good news for the Bears as they head towards uh, the Minnesota game this Sunday. Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, Eddie Jackson told us on Monday that he'd be back at practice. He was. Uh, Jalen Johnson was a full participant today in practice, so he's going to play. Um, and I think, you know, if Kyler Gordon was limited as well, he could play. I think that he has a good chance of being out there. I think that, you know, a couple of the guys where it's going to be a problem for are guys, the guys with concussions, with Roshan Johnson. I don't think that he's going to get out of a concussion protocol unless tomorrow, miraculously, he is out. But he did not practice today. Um, and so you're going to be very thin at running back. Yes, you're getting... Some defensive players back, and that's very good against Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson is not going to be out there, but as Eddie Jackson told us, like Kirk Cousins can get you. He he didn't make the same comments about Sam uh, Kirk Cousins that he did about Sam Howell right a week ago. So um, it's good that they're getting back the secondary. It's good that you know they want to amp up the pressure, which Matt Eberflus talked about yesterday when he met the media, and uh, all that is good. But there are some guys who are not going to be available. And so you're going to see a lot of Dante Foreman, maybe. He had a hamstring injury um, in the game last week on last Thursday. So hopefully that's healed up in the 10 days between that game and this game. But it's going to it's gonna be tough sledding at that position. Jalen Johnson, the hamstring. He was full at practice today. You see Eddie Jackson limited today. I would imagine after two days being limited at practice, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but likely to play. And then Kyler Gordon limited the last two days so the bears definitely getting some help back in the secondary it's blocking a dollar here on espn 1000 the espn chicago app we will preview the gambling weekend with the fat jack next black and abdallah espn chicago chicago's home for sports black and abdallah are back this is chicago's home for sports espn chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. It's Blocking Abdallah weeknights, 6 a right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah, it's time to preview the gambling weekend. Let's go to our guy, the Fat Jack. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. <laughs> For the best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Money here comes the money. That's right. Go to his website. Sign up now. FatJackSports.com. Or you can call 800-298-1383. Jack, how'd you do last week? Yeah, you know, guys, what's interesting, I'm glad you asked, is that this this last week was a great example of kind of the evolution of my service. You know, when I started this 27 years ago, I thought, okay, when I have a losing week, I will um, be okay with it. I won't care because when I, cause I bet the games myself. So I bet, you know, 10,000 or so a game. When I lose, you lose. When I win, you win. The problem with that was, and I did not realize this at the time, is that I now have, I've had 27 years of winning success. And so I, like this last week, I lost. My brain immediately goes toward the guy who's been sitting on the sidelines listening to us or listening somewhere in the country or betting on their own or new to gambling, and then they come out, they jump on with me, they put their faith in me. Um, forget about the fact I lost $50,000 last week, but my brain does not go there immediately. 
my brain immediately goes, I don't care about that because I'm up a lot of money. We win four out of every five weeks. It immediately goes toward the guy that, for whatever reason, waited. He signed up last week and didn't win. I think about him immediately, which is part of this service that I never thought would be a thing. When I did this, yeah, I thought, well, I bet the games. What do I care? Somebody gets mad, so what? I bet it. When I lose, they lose. But the problem is, is that because I've been so successful for so long, I don't even think about if I have a losing week for me. I think about the guy that waited. The good news is for them is I do. Everybody gets this week for free. But nobody, we didn't go broke. The, the selections broke about even. The bases won. They're 2-0 and again yesterday. They've won literally since you and I talked last. They're on a 23-7 and run. But the lower-rated opinions all, they did not do very well. You can look at those on the website at FatJackSports.com. Good news is everybody last week who was on for the week gets this week. Secondly, most importantly, we don't lose two weeks in a row, hardly ever. So go to FatJackSports.com. It's $99 through Monday. There's 14 plays that are ready to go this weekend. And, guys, it's been an interesting year from a gambling standpoint. The public has done really well. And when the public does well, I'm not going to do as well. Uh, Teams that have over 50% of the money on them are 44, 27, and 3. Now, 50% plus of the money doesn't necessarily mean a public play, but generally speaking, it does. That's 62%. So the guy that is walking up to the window, and it happened again this last week, Miami, Kansas City, San Francisco, um, the Jets, all those teams covered, and they all had over 75% of the money bet on them. When that happens, generally speaking, the the books are going to do bad, and I'm not going to do as well. So excited for that trend to go back to what's taken place for literally 70 straight years. And not have two losing weeks in a row. So I'm ready for that. But I, I like to mention when I lose guys because no other handicappers ever do that. They never talk about losing. And everybody loses some. But more importantly, I think it's important that guys know I'll tell you the truth no matter what because I have a long history of winning money for myself and my clients. And it seems like the public is going to be on two of these sides tonight in this Thursday night football game. Jack, you've got the Broncos and the Chiefs. The Chiefs a 10.5-point favorite. feels like the public would be all over that because they see how bad the Broncos have been and how good the Chiefs have played. And also, unders on you know these primetime weeknight games have tend to hit. I know the Bears hit their over last week, but unders have been pretty successful so far during these primetime games. What do you think of tonight's game? Yeah, you know, and the same guy that bet Miami, Kansas City, San Francisco, and the Jets last week, they're going to bet Kansas City tonight. There's no value with Kansas City. And, and actually, most of the numbers point toward Denver here. Besides this, the general uh, underdogs and unders is what you typically play in these single games. If you look at the teams individually, the, the Kansas City's not playing that well right now. Um, they had to come back against the Jets. They had to come back against Minnesota. Um, and, and they were down in both of those games. Um, the, the, the Denver does pretty well as a 10 point plus underdog. Three and 0 against the spread their last three, their last three times out. Uh, Double-digit favorites in divisional games are hitting about 45%. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, double-digit favorites. He's 22-2 and two straight up, but he's 10-13-1 against the spread. Kansas City also is 3-9-1 against the spread their last 13 games against losing teams. So everything in the game, along with the motivation, where's the motivation for Kansas City here? They're trying to get out. You know, Kelsey's got an ankle. They're trying to get out with a win. They, they haven't been covering against bad teams. They basically press their win and move on button on games exactly like this. So I'm not saying bet Denver because it's going to be really difficult to sit for three and a half hours on a Thursday night and sweat out the Broncos because they stink. 
But if you're going to play the game, a lot of times making money long-term is knowing who not to bet on, and there's not one sharp dime in the world playing Kansas City tonight. If you're going to play it, play Denver. Uh, they're the better side. Hard to play the under. You're right. Generally speaking, you go under in this spot. But Denver's defense has been bad. So they've not been they've not played well defensively. That's been the biggest disappointment with that team versus last year's bad team with Russell Wilson. The defense was good, kept them in some games. Similar to the Jets this year. Um, but so if you're gonna play the game, play Denver plus the points, as hard as that is to say, and then you probably should lean a little bit toward the over. Jack, a couple weeks ago the Cincinnati Bengals won one game and I asked you here on the show, should I go all in on the Bengals now? Are they ready to go? Are they ready to rock and roll? You told me not to. You were right. I followed your advice. You were right. We didn't play the Bengals. And then that proceeded to they came out and they didn't play well uh, in that contest. I'm wondering if it's the same philosophy here with what we saw with the Bears last week on Thursday Night Football. Justin Fields seems to be starting to turn a corner. The offense is scoring points. They looked phenomenal, but they're still only one in four. Is this a wait and see with the Bears, or should we maybe take advantage of the fact that they're a home underdog against the Vikings this weekend? Yeah, you can look at the results tab. I released the Bears last week. Um, and when, and most people in my position, even if they liked the Bears, would never release the Bears. Because nobody wanted to play the Bears last week. The Bears stunk. They couldn't beat anybody. The defense stunk. And Justin Fields is the, the least profitable quarterback in the last two seasons. I mean, but they were the right side. And I talk about this on my, my hour-long show that you can download the podcast to listen to on the website, and, and it runs around the country. I don't give a rip. What the general public thinks we should be betting or not betting when the Chicago Bears are the right side, I'm going to play the Chicago Bears. When when they're not, I'm not going to. I would have trouble going back to the well here. Better play on the under uh, for sure. Eight of the last nine games in the series have gone under. You're saying, well, Jack, every Chicago Bears game goes over. And that's been true, but you're going to have some weather there. You also have Jefferson that's not playing for Minnesota. You're going to have both of these teams trying to keep the ball away from the other team's offense. And, by the way, Vegas thinks it's going under. The total is 44. They, they also know that the Bears have done nothing to go over the total for basically every game this season. So all of that con- combined, I would have trouble going back to well with the Bears. I do think you're looking for a lower scoring game. You're going to have more short field goals, teams stalling that inside the, the 20. And Minnesota's not, not offensively equipped to score a whole bunch of points and get the things into a shootout without Jefferson. They hadn't had much of a running game this year. It's going to be harder with the weather to throw the ball a lot, go under the total. That's your best spot in the Chicago Minnesota game. We talked about it last week, Jack. Teams coming back from England and playing right away. The Jags are coming back. They face the Colts at home. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Colts are going to be without Anthony Richardson, who they put on IR. Is this a good opportunity to get some value with the Colts here at plus four-and-a-half? Yeah, the Jacks have done nothing. Jacksonville's done nothing to piss me off literally for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, two weeks ago, I didn't like him in London. And they, and they go out and play fine. This last week, Buffalo comes out of what – Buffalo needs to fire their whoever decided to fly in at the last minute. It's literally like they got off the plane at Heathrow, drove to the stadium, and they looked up and said, gosh, we have a football game to play. <laughs> I mean, they spent two, three and a half quarters of that game looking horrible. Um, in Indy, you know, I, I love their backup. I, I think there's actually, if you talk to the line setters in Vegas, there's not a big drop-off from what Richardson is versus the backup. Um, and they typically score points on the road. Um Jacksonville 5-0 against the spread, their last five in the series. They typically handle this spot. 
The one thing I try not to do is if I'm wrong one week, I like Buffalo last week, they were wrong. I try not, I, I admit to myself, listen, you don't know everything about that particular team or the other team that you think you do. The only thing I couldn't get out of my mind was how many open receivers uh, Trevor Lawrence had going in the first game in London against Atlanta, and he just missed all of them, and he was running the ball way too quick. Um, but that was clearly wrong this last week. He hit most of those receivers. So a lean toward Jacksonville, just a slight lean. I would not play that game at all. I will tell you a game I would play that none of the general public is going to want to play. This is a bet and don't watch as uh, New England. Uh, plus the point, this, this worst team in the NFL talk, they are not any good offensively. But defensively, this team is still pretty good. Four of their last five New England games have gone under. Their defense is doing their job. Expect quarterback play to be a little bit better. That's all you have to have. Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago was the lowest power-ranked team in the entire league without Garoppolo. They get by a Green Bay team simply because Jordan Love cannot throw the ball over 10 yards. Um, I think they're going to get a lower-scoring game here, kind of a muddy spot. I actually like, uh, you know, I know it's indoors, but I, I kind of a, a grinded-out type game, uh, not a lot of touchdowns. I like New England, and if that's where they're going to succeed this year, if and when they do, take New England plus. Don't play the don't play the Indy Jacksonville game. Probably go ahead and play New England as tough as that is, and then don't watch it. Go watch something else. But New England plus the points in that one versus Vegas. I feel like that's a good spite bet too, right? There's no way that Bill Belichick is going to lose to Josh McDaniels, right? Yeah, you know, we said this last week. How bad can they be? You know, and what was funny? I just finished taping "Beat the Odds," this TV show that runs around the country. We talked a lot about about Popovich for San uh, for us, um, um, San Antonio, yeah. and and how he when he dropped off, everybody gives him a pass as well. That's Pop. He'll get it back going. Belichick. Everybody immediately wants to throw him out, and I just basically chimed in and said that's. Because Belichick's personality is about the most off-putting guy in the world. Nobody wants him to succeed. They all want to blame it on Brady. But the reality is GM Belichick has certainly failed uh, with some of the draft picks. Coaching Belichick will, will outperform the market more times than not. We said it last week. It didn't happen again. This offense has been futile. But I do think this is a good spot. And you're right. Going against an old assistant, that if they're ever going to circle the wagon, this is probably the time. I, that's why I'm taking the England plus support. Jack, we do it on the show. I'm sure you do it as well. You kind of stack up teams in different clouds and figure out who's a real contender, who are the best teams in the NFL. Uh, are we at the point in the season where we need to add the Detroit Lions to the group at the very top that are championship contenders? No, absolutely not. Um, Detroit's good, much better. And they're a fun team to bet on. But it, put them up against uh, even my – they're a poor man's Miami. So if you want to look to who should be who, – who in the argument has not in that group before right. who probably should move into that group, it's Miami. Well before it's Detroit. Miami would be a favorite over Detroit. They play it on a neutral field. They do basically what Detroit does, but they do it better. They don't have quite the pass rush on defense, but they get it done defensively, and they're super dangerous offensively. So Detroit is not that team. And put them against San Francisco – or even Kansas City, they're an underdog and a pretty distinct underdog. So, yeah, nice story, going the right way, run through a brick wall for your head coach. All those things are great. And, by the way, opportunities to make money with them huh. uh, because they'll still find some value. But not absolutely not at this point are we going to move them up with that top tier. I love that. That's a great response because mm-hmm. I, I think, I'll, you know, with all the hype heading into the season, you know, we were kind of naysaying it. But then they, they come out and they've looked almost exactly how we kind of expected them. And at this point, you know, it's in the NFC, you have San Francisco, you have Philadelphia, and then a bunch of question marks, right? Because we always talk about the Cowboys being suspect. Yeah, I 
I think Philadelphia is also in that question mark spot. But I don't know that they have enough top to bottom to to beat. The, once again, the, like I said, we're talking playoff football. And I just don't think once we get there, you know, those small uh, deficiencies get exposed late in the year. And I don't think they're there yet. And ask me in a month. We'll see. Right. Uh, but, yeah, right now I definitely think there's a gap between them and the top level. And that's if – even if Philadelphia is not, I think either Dallas will get it together. Right now, guys, San Francisco is far and away. I mean, they are the most balanced. Now, they're going to lose also. I talked about this a lot today on the, on the TV show. They're going to lose. Uh, the teams that are at the top that you don't think are going to lose, they're going to lose. And this weekend with both of those teams um, that are undefeated, they, they, uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco, this is the anatomy of a team that will beat them, a team that plays really good defense. They need to take away some turnovers in some good spots. So those two teams, it's going to sound foolish beforehand. Every time you get in October, you have these undefeated teams, and you're like, well, they, they, who are they going to lose to? They're not going to lose this week. It's always they're not going to lose this week. They all end up figuring out a way. That's why we know about the 72 Dolphins and their cork popping from a bunch of 90-year-old men is because these teams lose somebody they're not supposed to, and the anatomy of that loss comes in teams exactly like both those teams are playing this week. Really good defense. Cleveland, number one defense in the league, um, and, and also the Jets. Very good defensively. I'm not saying their offense is all of a sudden going to be great, but they get some takeaways. Teams turn the ball over. They make mistakes, and that's the anatomy of a loss of a really, really good team. So be careful walking up to the window, just like they did last week with those teams I mentioned, Miami, Kansas City, San Francisco, and continue to play that. Vegas will get that money back if all you're going to do is play the best team. Yeah, you mentioned the Eagles and the Jets. That's where I was going to go next. I saw something that the Jets have, the quarterbacks that they've faced besides Dak, you know, because they got routed by the Cowboys 30-10. to 10. Uh, But essentially, the Red Patrick Mahomes, you know, when they faced the Patriots, when they faced the Broncos, when they faced Josh Allen at the beginning of the season, and they got that, they got that win. They've essentially made these good quarterbacks look absolutely mediocre because of that strong defense, and that's kind of a reason why when you see seven for the Eagles and the Jets, like to me, that's an auto bet for the Jets at a full touchdown. Yeah, and if you if you put together, this was a high school team, and you put together the end of the year highlight reel, you know, they do at the banquet and stuff. You would have enough Zach Wilson highlights to make people think that this dude's not a bad quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, we know he's not. We know that he's got huge deficiencies. But in one week or two weeks against one of these good teams with that defense, they're going to put it together. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to make a few of those throws that we've seen him make at times, but just not consistently. And am I saying that he's going to take that next step? No. But he'll have a game or so, and it may come against a Philly team. There are some question marks. This team is not – they have not looked great to start the year. Their defense has not been as good. So this – this I'm just – we're talking about the anatomy of, you know, it's always easiest to bet the best team. And so you want to be real careful doing that in October because Vegas will have TV set. They watch these games. So these lines are set for the best teams to not cover – and when they, when they actually do lose the game, it'll come in games exactly like this. Great defense. They win the turnover battle three, you know, plus three in the turnover category. And their quarterback that we right now think is very mediocre at best will end up playing much better, at least for the day. Jack, if we turn our eyes to Saturday in college football, are the, is there anything that jumps out to you? Should we play USC Notre Dame? Is there anything else that you like on the schedule for uh, Saturday? I like- yeah, I'd like to watch USC Notre Dame, for sure. Um, I, I may go ahead and ride against Cobb, but I don't know that I'd bet it. I mean, USC, USC's defense is as bad as it gets. Uh, Notre Dame, I will tell you this, the last time, this is an interesting stat, the last six times that we've had an undefeated, in October, we've had an undefeated team 
as an underdog to a team with, with as many losses as Notre Dame has, the undefeated team is 0-6 against the spread. And that's what we have here. We have an undefeated team that's getting points, catching points from a team with, with losses. Um, and that is typically not a good spot. So if you're going to play it, play Notre Dame. There's better spots, though. So I'll, I'll go ahead and ride the anti-D. And I'm not anti-D on. I just called it that because I've been making money betting against him literally most of the year since his great start because the public filed in to bet him. Uh, we had a, we had Arizona State again last week. They should have lost that game, ended up not covering. Uh, now they get a Stanford team. It's like, well, how good? Stanford's not any good. Well, no, they're not any good, but you're still not getting a lot of value with Colorado. Um, five of the last six games in the series have gone under. Stanford will play decent defense. Um, that's coming up tomorrow night. I'd play them. Also, the, the kind of the, the interesting one to me is that A&M-Tennessee game. Um, this is they're two really good teams, and if they were in any other conference, they would be favorite in most other conferences to win their conference. Either of these teams, really, or at least arguably in the top few, maybe not the Big Ten, but every place else. Um, but Tennessee seven and one against the spread. Their last eight at home. A and M only a three point dog. Vegas likes A and M here. I like under the total in that when I go under the fifty five and a half. Jack, oh, listeners. Play, oh. By the way, don't play Iowa, Wisconsin. I don't yep. care if you have nothing else to do. Do not go get root canal. <laughs> Instead of putting one dime on anything Iowa, Wisconsin going on Saturday, take your girlfriend, go walk yes. the dog. Don't bet them. But definitely go to FatJackSports.com. You were saying um, yeah. $99 weekend. I don't lose two weeks in a row hardly ever. And most importantly, guys, if you're out there listening, I, I'm the only guy that talks about losing ever in this business, ever. You never hear it. And it's because I win so much more than I lose. Everything's posted and documented. Everything through Monday, $99. Get signed up. Get dialed in. As I said, we lost last week. Everybody last week, I didn't have a guaranteed package. I just give it for free because they deserve it. I want you to win. I'm betting the games myself. I'm going to win. Go to FatJackSports.com and join me. So, Jack, what you're saying is instead of watching Iowa, Wisconsin, go to the pumpkin patch. Go take some fall photos with your girl. It, it, now you're thinking. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Bet on one of these other games and go to the freaking pumpkin patch. It's October, for God's sake. Keep your relationship alive instead of watching the Iowa-Wisconsin game. Thank you, Jack. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Jack. Bye, right, guys. Take care. See you soon. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. As always, great information from the Fat Jack. Get ready for the football weekend, Abdal. You know, we take football very seriously here on the program. The most serious. More serious than anybody that does shows here. Anyone that does shows anywhere. Yeah, even the former football players. Yeah, and that's why on a Thursday night to preview the football weekend, we like to get Chauncey's Animal Picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper. When he sees one, he sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdullah. Check him out. Chauncey's Great Outdoors, 6 to 7 a.m. Saturday mornings. And it's brought to you by Field Share. How about this, Abdallah? How is Chauncey doing on the season? 3-0! 
All right, last well, week. There you go. What, what's the overall? Nine and seven on the year. Three and zero oh last week, Chris. All right, Chauncey. How about that? Three and zero oh last week. That equates to a sixty-nine point seven 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 eight percent. That's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> pretty good. All right, Chauncey, you ready for this week? Yeah, I'm ready for this week. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about all these gambling guys and uh-huh. stuff like that and the spreads and this and that and this. And, and you know, go with our picks. We're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, all right, let's 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 start off. Seahawks, Bengals. Who would win in this matchup? Seahawks, Seahawks and Bengals. And the Bengals. Well, you know, I, I did earlier in the season have a little bit more, you know, a little extra thump for the Seahawks because they're, you know, slicker birds. They're a little bit more uh, um, mobile. They're able to do a lot of stuff like that. They're able to use that tail and flip around the end and make a good run. Or they would fly with the ball, not run, because they kind of waddle when they run. But there, there's a lot of different things that I thought that they would do really, really well. However, I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know, the Bengals. Bengals. Mm. Okay, got you down. All Bengals. right, all right. Next matchup. Next matchup. One of the uh, most intelligent animals on the planet. The Dolphins uh, take on the Panthers. One of the most intelligent and one of the most strongest animals on the earth. <laughs> Mammals on the earth, I should say. And uh, you know, once again, I remember the last time I picked the uh, the Dolphins, and everybody went, "Huh?" Mm-hmm. And they won like seventy to whatever. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I really think the the brute, the strength, the ability to for them to smack that ball with their uh, tail and have that thing go flying down the field, whether it's a a short you know flick over the over the line or maybe a screen pass or something a, uh, a hail mary pass down into the end zone. I'm I, the Panthers are going to choke. It's going to be the Dolphins. All right, Dolphins. <laughs> when Chauncey just said flick the ball with their tail, all I could think of was Ace Ventura and just doing. Yeah. <laughs> Chauncey Colts Jaguars what do you have Colts and the Jags oh man that's going to be a good one um, you know the the Colts are a, a critter that I, I really have a great respect for because they, they do a lot they, uh, they're an animal that has been proven for many 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 years to uh, just be able to uh, produce you know to their their eyes are on the side of their head. They're a, a prey animal. They're, everybody chases them to make lunch out of them, et cetera, and, and things like that. So, you know, when I looked at this matchup, I was like, oh, boy, guys, Chauncey, this is going to be a tough one. Are we gonna go, you know, Colts <laughs> or the Jags? Colts or the Jags? I mean, you know, and I wasn't getting a whole lot of support from, uh, you know, the, all the animals out there that I know. They weren't telling me what was going to go on. So I'm going to probably have to go with Jaguars. All right, Jags, going with the Jags. Right, okay, down. and our Jags, final right. matchup, uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams. The Cardinals Cardinal and, Ram. and the Rams. Well, we all know what the Cardinals are going to do. And we all know what the Rams can do. They're bigger. They're stronger. Even though a Cardinal can go over the line, round the line, go through the legs of a, of a Ram and get downfield probably not as fast as they want to be, and it's just those Rams are going to kill them on the line. The Rams are just going to crush them. The, those headbutts and everything else they have, and the physical stamina and catching that ball and small bird too. Field, mm-hmm. Small yeah, bird. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. So I'm going to have to go with the Rams, my friend. All right, Rams. Chauncey on Saturday. What should we look forward to on the show? Six a.m. 
Um, I would say this Saturday we got Captain Tony's coming on for his uh, Fish last on. little little uh, trip on Lake Michigan. He's pulling a boat out, boat out for the winter nap uh, after that, after this weekend. And then we've got actually two people from. Uh, we have Tim Mondel coming on from the Forest Preserve to talk about things that you can do with your friends, your family, your wife, your girlfriends, you know, your significant others uh, in the Forest Preserves, different programs, and lots of neat Halloween things going on and, and nature uh, interacting, you know, programs. So that's going to be really kind of cool. And then we're going to be having, uh, after that, Next Saturday is the opening day of inland trout fishing in the state of Illinois, where 59 lakes are open to stocked rainbow trout. And uh, we've got a number of them in Cook County with the forest preserves, and they're coming on to tell us what's going to be stocked in each one of those lakes. Great. Nice. We'll Can't wait. Thanks, Chauncey. Hey, one, more, yep. one last thing. Yep. Next uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I think Tuesday's the nineteenth, isn't it? <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. Thursday's the nineteenth. Thursday's the nineteenth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then it's the seventeenth. Uh, we're going to be doing a. Uh, I'm sorry, the eighteenth. We're going to be doing something with uh, ABC Stream News Program. They're oh. in the studio. Oh, nice. nice. Yes. You'll be there down we'll be. here then. Yes, we'll be down there talking about things to do in the month of October in the great outdoors on their uh, stream uh, program with uh, Tracy Butler. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Chance, thanks for uh, coming out and supporting the show on Monday night, too, to see Eddie Jackson. That was great. Oh, that was those. And, you know, thank you to all the fans that love you guys, but also listen to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. See, that's why I make the announcement. I say the world famous Chauncey is here. Come say hello, and then the people line up for you. You see what Chauncey did there? I love everybody that came out to see you guys. More importantly, the people that love me. (laughs) Thanks to them. (laughs) Thank you, Chauncey. All right, buddy. Take care. There he is. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdel. Yeah, Chauncey's Animal Picks brought to you by FieldShare as we uh, get the selections on the animal matchups each week here on Black and Abdel. Paul in Bridgeport, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. Good. Guys, I got my wedding coming up this weekend. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. But I feel like we've been playing in this for 15 months. You know, like, like think of it like you had a whole offseason to work on a new offense. Mm-hmm. And then the big day's coming, and you see this storm that's going to just go for the next, like, five days yeah. from Seattle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, like, taking the field with this offense that I worked on the, for the last 15 months and we're going to start 0-3 and, and not know if our quarterback's the guy <laughs> and I got all this anxiety and and I'm just like, what do we do? So fellas, I need some audibles here when okay. it rains on the wedding day. Well, uh, what do I do? Your choices are don't get married. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Well, you I mean, listen, that. you just, just, plan, you just do that? it for, just, just wait another month. Whoa. You don't, you don't have, have faith like a, in the quarterback? You don't have, have like a rain delay? I mean, I, I think Paul is doing something where it's like the okay. Bears and their star, I said but two, do they have first faith of all, in the quarterback? I, said, I got faith in the bride. All, what about the bride? First I've of got all, faith in her. I said, I said two options, so okay, let me get to the, the other sec- option. The second option is I will take you back to opening day last year, my friend. 
when in oh, just get, get married in the rain in the monsoon happened and the bears went out and beat the 49ers when nobody thought that they could in the great monsoon wow. game of september Terrible remember advice. that fateful day my friend so there's this is probably going to be the best day of my life absolutely <laughs> it is there you go paul congrats uh, to you and kp Looking forward to the wedding on Saturday. Just bring, bring a backup tux if you can or something. Yeah. Bring a change of clothes, we'll be, I guess. We'll bring a poncho. We'll be ready to get wet. Yeah, a tuxedo poncho. Thanks, there you guys. go. All right, Paul. Congrats, see you on Saturday, Paul. right, man? Thanks, guys. See you then, Chris. There's, there's our buddy Paul in Bridgeport. It's his code name for when he calls into the White Sox postgame show. I wasn't really going to tell him don't get married. And give Connor crap. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, Paul's a great guy. I'm not going to tell him to don't get married. I'm just saying, just remember. There's been great rain games. You got to trust the quarterback. Of course you do. Trust the process. I want him, if it's that wet out there, I want him sliding like Fields did at the end of the game. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be awesome. Black and Abdallah, we'll be back. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. <laughs> well, Abdallah, we've uh, backed ourselves into a bit of a pickle here at I the end of the show. Uh, first of all, thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Jay Cantu producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We will return tomorrow night, 6 to 8. Tomorrow night, all calls welcome. Friday night calls, Black and Abdallah, best night of the week. Uh, but we now have uh, the song of the night. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of uh, backed ourselves into a spot where we don't have enough time for the selected song for the song of the night. That's okay. So we have something else planned that we're going to do instead. You, but yeah, we we're going to do it. You, that, but it's going to break a rule. A I don't care. rule of the song of the night. But not if we not do, don't do song of the night. That's true. We Technically, do do this is not song of the night. Don't play the intro no, but and I just think do we the bit. Play it. People, okay, fine. People like, the, they, they like to hear Eric. All right, then do it. Eric Ostrowski, he made this beautiful piece of production. I feel like for this, we can break the rules. It's our show. Here it is. Do we want Turn to? up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for it. what we want to. Yeah. There's no dialogue. We can break the rules. Yeah, it's just an experiment. Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdella's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. So tonight's song was supposed to be Poisons. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Boring. Uh, but Trash. instead, we are going with... It's been one week since you looked at me. Cock your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Three days in the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it now, I want to hoodwink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. Summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow swiss, I like the sushi, cause it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. You know the words. Rhymes, no. Because I'm oh, all about value. Bert Campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick. I like a sink and they can shake. I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the show. You're just gonna sing along? I know the words. I feel like it's a talent, in other words. Bare Naked Ladies, one week. Trying hard to smile. Song of the night. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, what you soon will. Chris, why? Yeah, yeah. 
Are we listening to One Week by Bare Naked Ladies again? Uh, so a couple of notes here. Shout out to Keith Williams. Uh, he sent an email to all of us today announcing that October 12th, 1998 was the first day of ESPN 1000. Hey! And on that day, the number one song was Bare Naked Ladies One Week. So we honor it. Now, we have, for the three of you who have listened to every one of our shows throughout the years, uh, we have featured this song on the Song of the Night back July 7th, 2001. Mm-hmm. We featured this song, which then turned into a running bit of just playing the start of the song, which I might add, when we meet listeners out in public, it's, been- it's something people still reference to us. We did it once! It I, was once that we did this. I feel like you were off like the next day, and I did it a ton. Well, people really seem to enjoy it. Uh, so, <laughs> tip of the cap, ESPN 1000, 25 years today. I would say that it's been a pleasure yes. being a part of it, uh, yes, it has. for the last 18 of those uh, 25 years. It's been great. Starting as an intern in 2005. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. So there you go. The number one song, the date that ESPN 1000 started, was the Bare Naked Ladies, One Week. <laughs> song of the night for the second time. Two days, two weeks, and we're sorry. Two days, two weeks, and we're sorry. Stations older than Jake and Charlie. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for. What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an. Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. So there you go, Abdallah. What do you think? It's been a pleasure. Don't don't do this before we go. It's been a pleasure. You can't start doing this. The I show can't wait is to be back tomorrow because this it's has been bad. Oh. <laughs> it's been. Please no. It's been. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2 ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Eber flows.